Brother Hively's going to come. Love and appreciate him and his family. Just have the liberty tonight in this pulpit. Uh, Pastor Moore brought him, so he has the liberty to do what he needs to do tonight. And just uh, if his family does anything, whatever, have him do it. But let's give him a good Bendale welcome to this pul pulpit. Well, let's do that for Jesus for a few moments tonight. He's worthy. I said he's worthy. He's the one that woke us up this morning. He's the one that clothed us in our right minds and gave us the ability to come into his presence one more time on a Wednesday night. We owe it to God to give him the praise. We owe it to the master to worship him to the fullest and to the best of our ability. Oh, we love you, Jesus. Well, I feel, I feel the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. We may preach a while. Praise God. It is good. You can be seated for a few moments. It is good to be here tonight in Bendale, Mississippi. And um, what a big place it is. And uh, we, we, feel, we feel right at home in Bendale. Uh, it's about the same size as Pineburr. And so uh, we feel... We feel right at home, and um, I'll try not to be try not to be very long tonight. I understand that we all work today, and um, we all got to work tomorrow. I didn't work today; I ran out today, and uh, so, but I had to redraw some blueprints today. So I worked for three hours at my dining room table today, and um, so anyway, I'd rather be on the job than redrawing. But I give honor tonight to this church family. Uh, for showing up even when your pastor is away and uh, for responding in worship. God's not done in this place tonight. And, um, I said God's not done in this house tonight. But I give honor to your pastor most of all tonight for allowing us to be here and trusting us to be here. It is an, uh, Brother Barry, it's an honor for a man of God to invite you to his pulpit. But to me, it is a double honor for him to invite us here for the second time when he's been away. And uh, so uh, I count it an honor and a privilege to be here. Good morning to Brother Barry for, um, for taking care of things. And uh, hey, that's what it's all about, just pulling together and working for the kingdom and working for the king. And I uh, give honor to Brother David Miller from Pine Bird tonight. And uh, he got home from work at 545. He drove too fast. He said, thank God there was no, there was no highway patrols out today. So, but anyway, thank you for coming, Brother David, bringing your family. Give honor to my wife, my children for being here. And um, I've been privileged over the last six or seven years. Um, I've not kept up with it exactly, but somewhere around um, 450 times we've got to preach the word of God. And uh, God has been mighty, mighty good to me. And my wife has missed three times. And so uh, one time I was out of town working at a pastor's home. He wanted me to preach that night while I was there. She was sick one time, and then she had a family gathering another time. I can tell you all those dates because it means something to me for my family to be supportive. And um, so I give honor to them for being here. My wife and girls, they do sing. Um, they've asked to be excused tonight. And so I guess... I've got to ride home with her, and so, um, 
in the way. So I guess I'm going to allow them to be excused tonight. Um, how many came to have church? Hallelujah. How many came to hear from God? I, um, I am nothing without God. And I, I, I never, I never want to try to do things on my own. And Brother Moore and I talked last week on the phone. It's the first time I've guessed we've talked in probably two years. Um, somewhere along in two years. And so um, I shared with him some things that I had on my mind. And he, he asked me, he said, well, he said, I've never asked anybody to preach a certain thing. He said, but if you feel in your spirit, what God has laid on your heart, said, I would like for you to preach, preach on those things uh, next Wednesday night. And so, um, Brother Moore, if you're listening or you listen later, I'm sorry that I, um, I would love to preach on those things, but I feel a different guidance in the Holy Ghost tonight, and I'm only smart enough to do what God says do. And so, um, I, have felt, I have felt this message on my heart um, all week long. So I want to do my best for God one more time. And uh, if you have your Bibles, I'd like to turn with us to 1 Samuel chapter 30. One more time, I give honor to this church. What a great spirit that we feel here tonight. And um, I did not realize that it had been so long since we were here. But I believe it was in... Um, August, I believe, is when we came. I believe it was the month of August. But it's been four years ago. And I did not realize that it had been four years since we've been here. And uh, the place has changed. It's very beautiful. I know there's a lot of hard work has went into um, beautifying the house of God. And, but it does not go unnoticed. If no man ever notices what you do in the house of God, God sees it. God knows everything that we do, even in the secrets of our life. God knows all the things that we do. And um, I'm so thankful that we have an all-knowing and an all-seeing God. Praise God. 1 Samuel, the 30th chapter, verse number 1. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag and smitten Ziklag and burned it with fire. And had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. Verse number 8, And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, God answered David, and he said one word, Pursue. Pursue. For thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Recover all. It's God's way, or it's no way. I want to preach on this thought tonight, and I apologize to the ones from Pineburg. They've heard me preach this before, but I want to preach on this thought. And if you want a title tonight, I want to preach to you for just a few moments tonight, and I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. If we're going to lay our Bibles aside and lift our hands and voice in prayer, 
Brother Barry, if you would ask the anointing of God on this word tonight. I need to pray in church tonight. I know this is a praying church. We need to touch God tonight. We need to hear his word. Let's pray. Oh, God, you help us today, oh, God. God, give us an ear to hear your word today, oh, God, a heart to receive, a mind to understand. Oh, God, help us today, oh, God, to apply the word to my life, to my family, to my home. Oh, God, we ask for your anointing in this house tonight. Oh, come on, church. Somebody's listening to you pray right now. God, we bless your holy name right now. We bless your holy name in this house. Oh, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy. Hallelujah. Thank you for standing. You can be seated if you promise not to stay there. Uh, uh, Brother David, I promise you, he's not going to stay there. He's my, this is my number one man at home, Brother, Brother Barry. And um, yeah, it, I, I could not, I'm sorry that I could not remember. I knew it was Marcus Barry and Barry Marcus. I could not remember which one was your last name. And uh, I did not want to be calling you by your first name. But um, here we find in our, in our reading tonight, David is, a, um, David is one of the most preached about. I read a survey a while back by apostolic preachers, and David is, uh, David is the most preached about king in the Bible. And, but David, before he was king, uh, David was nothing but a little shepherd boy. But David was trusted by his father because David was so obedient to his father. David had seven brothers that were much bigger than him. And they were the warriors and they were the ones that went to battle. But if you'll read in the word of God, you'll find that David had, had seven brothers. But only three of them was at the battle when the Philistines was uh, facing off with the Israelites. And uh, so David was, uh, David was that man that Jesse could trust. And if in the day and hour that we're living in today, we need to be that individual that God can trust. We need to be that individual that in the wee hours of the morning when something is just is not quite right and, and somebody needs prayer, uh, we need to be that individual uh, that comes in uh, and says, hey, God, uh, I'll get up at 2 o'clock in the morning uh, and go to a prayer meeting. Uh, I'll stay awake all night if I have to uh, just to touch your throne uh, for one of my brothers uh, or one of my sisters. Hallelujah. We need to be that person that God can rely on, just as David was that person that Jesse could rely on to take his brothers uh, food and to water and no doubt uh, everything else that David took them to battle. But David was just a little shepherd boy. But David had something on his life, Brother Mary, that his other brothers did not have. He had the anointing power of God. You see, when the world begins to look at the apostolic church uh, and they wonder why we act like we act uh, and they wonder why we say the things uh, that we say uh, and why we gather together on a Wednesday night uh, when the denominal world, uh, they're just getting together eating a sandwich somewhere, uh, but we're getting together uh, and we're worshiping uh, the almighty God. Uh, it's because uh, we've got something uh, that the world don't have uh, and that's the anointing power uh, of the Holy Ghost. Well, as an old white-headed man that used to preach here a lot would say, I'm feeling churchy. <laughs> I said, I'm feeling churchy. And, uh, and so David is, 
just this little shepherd boy. And we referred David to so many times our, our leadership today in the church and our pastors in the church today. And I'm so thankful that we have great leadership in the house of God. Even out in the middle of a place like Pineburn, out in the middle of nowhere, a little place called Bendale. Thank God that there's still somebody that's willing to take a stand for truth and don't back down to the pressures of the world and don't back down to the pressures of some saint. Well, preacher, I don't think it takes all that anymore. So what? It's in the Word of God, friend. I've known Pastor Moore long enough to know that he's not going to preach to you what's not in this book. Praise God. Sit down. There's one thing about me, Brother Brad Ford. I'm going to build the preacher up. <laughs> you live in a pastor's home for 25 years, you'll build a preacher up. Praise God. I'm, I am still young. I'm only 35. I made 35 in February. I'm looking for 95. <laughs> hey, these gray hair don't bother me. There's only one alternative. <laughs> Well, there's only one alternative. Praise God. But David had that anointing power of God on his life. And so that's why when David was in the, in the field, when the lion came out, oh, man, there was something that rose up inside of David. This is something that daddy wants me to do. This is something that daddy wants me to take care of is these few little sheep out here. And here's this no good lion that wants to come in and to take one of my little lambs. And David said, hey, no, 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 not today. You're not going to take what's rightfully mine. You're not going to take what I've worked for. I'm talking about I'm taking it back tonight, Bendale. We need to, when the world wants to come in, when the adversary of your soul uh, wants to come in uh, and to steal uh, things out of our life, uh, we need to get man enough uh, and woman enough uh, to say, hey, uh, you're not taking this uh, and the things uh, that you've already taken from me. Uh, I'm taking it back. <laughs> Same thing with the bear. David said, hey, I I've worked too hard for this. I've worked too hard for this. You're not getting what's rightfully mine. Oh, I've got to hurry. So David, David uses that anointing as he begins to go and play his harp for Saul. And you know the story of how David would be under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And David would begin to strum that harp or however they played a harp. I ain't never played one. But the anointing would come. And Saul would be soothed by the anointing power of God. It, it wasn't nothing in David. It wasn't David's ability. But it was the anointing power of God that was on his life. You see, when the world wants to buddy up to these young people, it, it, it's, it's not because necessarily they want to live this way. It's because you've got the anointing power of God in the middle of your life. And when they're around you, they feel that presence. I said, they feel, it don't matter where you are, somebody looks at you uh, and somebody knows what you stand for and they're expecting uh, you to tell them about the goodness uh, and the mercy uh, and the grace of God. I was in, I, I was in Hardy's, um, I don't know, it was April the 1st. 
it was my little boy's birthday. I went and checked him out of school, and um, I went turkey hunting that morning, killed a turkey. And so I went back to school and picked him up. And we went to town to eat breakfast. Long story short, there's a man sitting in there, Brother Barry, that um, he was a clean-cut guy. I would say he was 62, 60, 60 years old, somewhere along in that. And I got to talking to him, and he said, uh, he said, uh, uh, I don't want to call any churches names, but there's a big church in Columbia. And he said, are, are you kind of like them? And they're, they're basically a charismatic church. And I said, well, I said, I guess you could say yes, I know. I said, I, doctrine-wise, they teach pretty much the same thing we do. I said, but far as, so we're a lot more conservative. And he said, well, about the doctrine. He said, can you tell me a little bit about the doctrine? I said, you better believe I can. I said, what, what's your name, sir? And, he, and God, God help me, I have forgot his name. And so I began to tell him, I said, well, I said, my Bible begins in Genesis 1 and 1. I said, do you really believe there's only one God? He said, well, I, I kind of see that. I kind of see that. I said, well, let's go to John 1 then. And I began to explain the oneness of the Godhead to this man. Come to find out he's a Baptist pastor. Has been pastoring for 20-something years. And he is asking me about the oneness of the Godhead. Woo. Hey, I got a lot more excited than what you just got. Right there in Hardy's. Hey, I begin to tell him the oneness of the Godhead. And he was eating it up, Brother Barry. He slid out to the edge of his seat just like, and that's what reminded me of the story a while ago when Brother Barry was talking about the man that slid out to the edge of his seat uh, because he was just wanting to know more and more and more about God. I asked him, I said, where are you from? He said, I'm from Franklin, Louisiana. I said, "Woo!" I said, I had a friend that lived down there. I said, he's passed away now. I said, do you ever know any of the McCains? He said, I knew Terry McCain. I knew Roy McCain very well. I said, well, you had a, a living example in your life, friend, of what I believe. Hey, I didn't get where he lived at, or I'll send him some more information, brother. But I'm going to be looking him up. Hey, I've come to find out he has, a, he has a hunting lease right down the road from my house. He, he's at Hardy's all the time during hunting season. I'm going to look him back up if nowhere else in Hardy's because I love to eat. And... I'm going to go back to Hardy's because he wanted to know more. But you see, he, he knew more than what he let on that he knew. He had a son that was 33 years old, and he was in the restroom while he was asking me all of these questions. And when his son got back out, he kind of changed the subject and went back to hunting. But I had about three minutes, <laughs> brother, and I filled him up with some one-God scriptures. The world wants what we have. I said, the world wants what we have. They're sick and tired of living just any old way. They're sick and tired of the enemy coming in and robbing them of things that they can take back. Praise God. Let me, let me hurry. I've been here 20 minutes already. So Saul begins to be angry with David. And you know how the, how the story goes. David would begin to be uh, attempted to be killed by Saul. Saul would get angry and he would throw his dagger, whatever he had. He would, he would throw it at, at David. It was by the mercy and the anointing of God the reason that David escaped these things. 
It wasn't because David was a Muhammad Ali and knew how to bob and weave. It was from the anointing power of God. See it how you want to. I'm preaching tonight, though. It was because of the anointing power of God is the reason that he escaped these things. And when we look back in our life and we see things that went on in our past, and we wonder, how in the world did I come through that alive? It was because of the anointing power of God that we came through the trials alive. It was from the anointing power of God that we came through one more trial victorious. It was from the... It was because of God being active in our life. But it's not long, and I, and I won't go there. But it's in Psalms 22. David finds himself. Uh, David is on the run from Saul. And David ran for some several years. David ran from Saul. He spent some four years on the run. Four years he was running from something that he could have overcame the first day. David had the anointing power of God. The anointing of God had already, God had already rejected Saul. David had the anointing. David could have overcome that obstacle that was in his course the very first day. But David, somehow or another, got some things in his, in his mind that he couldn't face the giants anymore. He got some things in his mind that he couldn't kill the lion anymore. And that he couldn't kill the bear anymore. So David begins to be in despair. And if you'll read Psalms 22, I think it's the first and second verse, uh, you'll find where David begins to cry out to God in his state of despair. But David goes a little step further. You see, that's what the enemy wants us to do. And, and, and I really feel this in my spirit tonight, that there's some that the enemy has taken things out of your life. Maybe it's the joy. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Hey, that's the reason that I stay happy all the time. I'm not going to walk around being depressed. I'm not going to walk. Hey, listen, I'm not, a, I'm not a millionaire, brother. But I ain't as broke as I was 10 years ago. I went through some things financially. I went through some things spiritually. I went through some things physically. God forbid, should I say this? I went through some things mentally. I was in, a, I was in the state that David was in. Can I just be honest? Maybe, I'm, maybe I become too transparent. And maybe I'm too honest. But I, we've all been, if we were all honest, we would say that we've been in a state of despair. David went so far into this state of despair that David even went to join up with the Philistines. Did David not remember the battles? Did David not remember the lion anymore? Did David not remember the bear anymore? Somewhere David got in such a state of despair that he forgot about the anointing power of God that was on his life. Oh God, help us tonight. God, help me that I never forget the anointing power of God. 
And I really feel in my spirit and I really feel in the Holy Ghost tonight that the enemy has came in and took some things out of some lives that I'm preaching to right now. But I'm just telling you tonight, Bendel, you can take it back. You can take it back. And you can be victorious. And you can be greater than what you were before. It don't have to end in a state of despair. David could have stayed on the run. For time's sake, you know the story of how things does not work out. Ziklag was on the southern tip of Judah. How many knows what Judah is? It's praise. You see, it was no accident that David, when things didn't work out for him and his buddies in the world, it was no accident that David came back to praise you see, that's the reason that it don't matter where I am, Brother Barry. It don't matter where, what church I'm in. When these singers begin to sing, I try my best to praise and I try my best to worship with all of my heart. You see, it's because, oh, I know praise and worship don't get you to heaven. You've got to have a prayer life. I understand that, friend. But if you can't worship, my dad always taught me, son, when you get in trouble, you can worship your way out of trouble. When you get to the house of God, if you'll put God first in everything that you do through the week and when you get to the house of God on a Sunday night or a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night if you'll just begin to worship your way and you can worship your way out of trouble David knew he had to get back to Judah David knew where his help was David knew what was going to help him through the next trial and David knew what was going to help him Overcome the next battle. So David goes back to Ziklag. And oh my. David. David sees the smoke from a distance. And I can just imagine. The heartache that came upon David. I don't really know. Uh, I, I don't know what men was with David. I don't know if it was any of his mighty men. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. But as they went back to Ziklag. They found that their homes was burned with fire. And they found that their, their wives was gone and their children was gone. I heard one preacher say one time, I believe they stole their dogs too. That's serious business. I got a couple you can have. Everything that David had worked for was gone, Brother Barry. Everything that he had was gone. And I believe that David began to question in his mind, what if I hadn't run? What if I hadn't forgot the anointing? What if I hadn't forgot about the lion? What if I hadn't forgot about the bear? Not wanting to become too uh, transparent or honest tonight. But in September of this year will be four years ago since... Brother McCain passed away. And um, on his deathbed, I went to see him in the hospital last time that I ever had a conversation with him. And everybody here loved Brother McCain. I know you did. Y'all were very close to him. We were very close to him. My kids called him Papa. And um, we went to see Brother McCain in the hospital. And 
that, that night before I left, I got down on my knees, Brother Barry, and I began to try to talk to him one more time. He had went to sleep. And I had heard the story of how that he had went down to the casket of, of the old prophet when he had passed away, Brother Matt Holland, that everybody has heard so many stories about. And he promised God that he would carry on a mantle. And Brother McCain had talked to me time and time again about the anointing power of God and, and how real that God had been in his life. Brother Brad, when I went down to see Brother McCain that night, I had every intention of asking him. Not that Brother McCain could give me anything. But Brother Barry, I wanted to carry on that mantle for God. Brother McCain carried a mantle that a lot of people couldn't carry. It was a burden that a lot of people couldn't handle. But as I, as I got down on my hands and knees beside his bed, I was the only one in his room. And he was too far out of, um, into sleep to, to hear me. And so I just began to pray. And I said, God, if you'll hear me, I said, I'll pick up the mantle that this old prophet has carried faithfully. And I felt the sweetness of the Holy Ghost come into that room. I got up and we left. Brother McCain passed away that night. The day of his funeral, Sister McCain came to me. And, and I'm telling this for a reason, okay? Sister McCain came to me and she gave me a, this little pocket knife right here. And she said, Dust, she said, I heard you pray last night, the other night in, in, in Pop's room. She said, I heard what you said. She said, this is his preaching knife. She said, he only carries it when he preaches. It's with honor and it's with pride that I carry this little knife every time that I preach. But can I tell you something? Just being honest, just a few months ago, Brother Brad, the enemy tried to come in. And to take that promise that I made God. He didn't try to take a promise that God made me. He tried to take a promise that I made God. Some things went on in our life when we thought that we were. When you pray for things so long and they're right at your fingertips. And then it's just pulled away from you. You begin to question yourself. Brother Barry... And maybe I'm being too honest. If I am, just tell me. But I, I begin to question myself. Have I really been doing things the right way? Have I really been doing things like God wanted me to do things? Just as David, and I know I've, I've slowed down some, but I want you to hear me tonight. Just as David began to question, no doubt in his mind. But can I tell you what David done? David didn't go back to the world to seek his answers. Dustin Hobley didn't go hook up with an old friend somewhere. Hey, your answers ain't going to be with your old worldly friends. But your answers is going to be in the house of God. Right where we left, 
to begin with. But we find in verse number 8, and it said, And David inquired at the Lord. <laughs> David went back to the house of praise. David went back to where I believe that David had a spot somewhere. Uh, maybe it was out behind his house. I don't know where it was. And maybe he didn't even, maybe he didn't even have a spot. But I believe that David had a certain spot uh, that he went to uh, and he talked to God every day. Uh, when David uh, came back to himself, he said, hey, uh, I have got to get back to the place uh, that I was once at in God. I've got to get back uh, one more time uh, and touch the throne of God one more time. As it comes to the music tonight, we have got to get back to that place, Bendale, that nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. 2020 was the worst year I've ever seen. I'm only 35 years old. There's a lot more in here that's older than I am. But 2020 was one of the worst years I've ever seen in my life for the church. Brother, it's sad to say, but I've seen people walk out of our, the doors of our church that have been there for 25 years. Do I love them? I still love them today just as much as I did before. But somewhere, they forgot about that anointing. Somewhere, they forgot about all the good things that God had done for them. Tonight, if you're here as the church stands... If you're here tonight and we've reached that place that we don't know for sure anymore. You see, the enemy has came in and he's taken some things out of some lives here tonight. But I'm just telling you tonight in the Holy Ghost, God sent me to tell you that you can take it back. You can take it back. There's nothing. There's nothing too hard for my God. I said, there's nothing too hard for my God. I, I don't know. I, I don't know anything about anybody here. But, but I, I, just, I, I just can't get this off of my heart. I feel the enemy has stolen your joy. I said, I feel the enemy has stolen some's joy. Maybe he's stolen your worship. Maybe he's stolen your prayer life. I don't know. But you need to listen to this little country preacher tonight. When those things, Brother Barry, begin to oppress my mind, I found myself right back in an altar, all alone, right by myself. I didn't need anybody rubbing me on the back. I, I, and that's good. That's good. I, I, I like to pray with people. And I like people to pray with me. I like somebody to tell me it's going to be okay. But I was all alone in the church house. And I told God, I said, God, you didn't make me to understand you. But you formed me to trust you. Sometimes we don't understand why we face the things that we face. Young, young person, sometimes we don't understand why, why we face the things that we face at school or at home or wherever we may be. But I just come to tell you tonight, David inquired at the Lord. And David, when he began to pursue 
God said, you're going to recover all. Not just, not just your children. Not just part of your family. But everything. Everything. That the enemy took from David and his men. God said, you're going to recover all. I came to tell you tonight in the Holy Ghost. These altars are open. If you'll come to these altars tonight, God said you can recover everything that the enemy has taken from you. God, can, God said you're going to recover everything. Praise God. I need to pray in church right now. I need to pray in church. Pray church. It's not just a normal Wednesday night in Bendale. Preacher, you don't understand how far that I've gone. You don't understand the things that I've said. You don't understand the things that I've done. It don't matter to God. It don't matter to God. Peter was his, Peter was his main man. Peter denied Christ three times. But still, if you'll read the rest of the story, you'll find that Peter began to take it all back. Peter began to be that rock. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. You can take it back tonight. Pray, church. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to hear you pray right now.
Oh, come on, church. I feel a breakthrough coming. I feel a breakthrough coming. Uh, if we'll just press on uh, just a little bit more. Uh, if we'll just keep pressing on. Uh, I feel a breakthrough coming tonight for somebody. somebody fight tonight come on let's help somebody get it back tonight why don't you get with somebody tonight and help them take back what the enemy stole from them hey it can happen tonight on a Wednesday night come on let's fight with our brothers and sisters tonight in the Holy Ghost come on come on come on
keep playing. We're about to make a push here for Caden. And when I was praying, it just came to me what Joseph told his brothers. What you meant for evil to destroy me. God meant it for good. God will do whatever he's got to to take somebody in. There's not foster children in the kingdom of God. It's just a real deal when they're born again. Hey, let's make a push right now that God will put something in Caden that no matter where he goes, the world can't take it away. The enemy can't take it away. Circumstances can't take it. He's going to have something that will go with him from now on. Come on, God can fill him with the Holy Ghost tonight. God can baptize him with the Holy Ghost tonight.
love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. God spoke to us tonight. God is so mindful of his people. The devil thought he had me. But Jesus reached and grabbed me. Thank you, brother. Thank you for obeying the Holy Ghost. God knows exactly what we need. He loves us that much. He's just that mindful of us. So you continue to pray for Caden. Man, I can't think of it. My heart just breaks. But I can't think of a bigger defeat for the enemy. Boy, he just thought he showed out and just made a wreck of somebody else. <laughs> Who knows about a brand new little evangelist coming out of a broken home. That God could turn the world upside down. Hey, you just don't know what God might do. There's just absolutely no telling what God can do. God's good. God is good. Love and appreciate you. Thank you to Brother Hablin, Hablin and his family. Just obeying God. Thank you to this brother helping us at the altar. Altar work is not easy. It takes it out of you. So thank you so much for everything. To all of you that prayed tonight, keep the faith. You can do it. Satan's a liar. I said Satan's a liar. He can do anything. God can do anything. God can do anything. So it is good to have everybody tonight in the house of God. There's a sign-up sheet in the back for the ladies for help me, Sister Gina. Okay, there's a, there is a wedding shower. Sister Deanna and Brother Jerem will be getting married soon. Everybody say, Lord bless Sister Deanna. Yes, ma'am. Okay, okay, Brother Hively. If y'all didn't hear her, Courtney's stepson is leaving to boot camp. And this day and time, it's, they're normally deployed, so. Haley, these things keep the bad man away? They keep the bad dreams away, don't they? You can laugh. It went from pillow to pillow to pillow to pillow. Faith moves mountains. Nothing that Abram Tanks can do with that. It's the power of God. Did you forget about the mantle he talked about tonight? What that mantle did? From one prophet to the other? Sister, you may be going to get a bunch on the same thing.
thank you so very much. There is a youth rally Friday night at Brother Greg Hicks in Leaksville. It's at 7.30. So any of the youth, 12 and up, that would like to go, if you'll get with me or my wife, we will take the church van if there's enough to go. If not, if you just want to go on your own, that's fine. Uh, but anyway, talk to Pastor Moore, so we just, we'll, take the, we'll take the church van if there's enough that needs to go, that needs a ride. So 12 and up, if you're interested, we'll need to leave here about 6 o'clock. It doesn't start to 7.30. We'll be really early, but we need to be really early unless we want to really stand up for a long time. So it's a home missions church, not a lot of room. So young people have been fenced up for a while, and they'll show up, COVID or no COVID. They don't. So it's uh, so if you if you care to go, please just get with us. Uh, they will be out. We'll be going to the, they'll be going to the Mexican restaurant afterwards. So bring a little bit of money. If you don't have money, just let me know. We'll take care of that too. Uh, then they'll be outside playing softball. I will not be playing softball. I'm not 35. I'm, I'm not 35, brother. You, you're younger than me. So, But if you have mind to play softball, we will stay a little bit, but we won't be playing a bunch of innings. But if you want to play, bring some clothes to change into, and that's fine. So nothing else. Remember your pastor and his wife and those that are traveling on the road, that God will minister to them. Just bless them, encourage them, and strengthen them, and keep them safe. Lord bless you. In the name of Jesus, you're dismissed.